All right, wait. A darle. A darle. Or in this case, let's give it some gas. Let's give it some gas. This isn't this is America we're talking about. This is Work. USA. 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 The, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Isn't it interesting? One thing I noted the I believe peace and then you watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ted Lasso has the I the believe, believe. is the whole thing. And then the whole spiel for the for this World Cup that you see the Santa Claus commercial. I haven't. There's a U.S. Men's National Team commercial where there's Santa Claus, and I swear the Santa Claus is John Hamm, this really famous actor, and he gets letters, and the letter from this kid is like, I don't want anything for Christmas. What I want is for the U.S. to win the World Cup. Uh, and then Santa Claus is like, I believe. And then, like, it just becomes, like, he's just like, I believe. And then he, like, it, like, shows some highlights, like, on the TV. And then the man, the Pulisic and McKinney and Tyler Adams are tearing it up. And then he's, like, unbelievable. <laughs> right? Fucking corny. But now they're, yeah, now they're piggybacking off of, the, basically, off of the Ted Lasso thing, right? Ted La- Or maybe Ted Lasso piggybacked off of the I believe that we yeah, will win chant. Maybe, yeah. Huge in the U.S., but yeah, let's get to it. The U.S. has announced their official roster. So what we're going to be doing in this bonus episode? Yes, this is a bonus episode. We're going to be one. another one. We're going to be talking about the line, uh, the roster that they have. Uh, who's there? Who shouldn't be there? Isn't there? That should be there. What's the future of this team? How are they going to do? And then we're going to close it off with our starting eleven. And uh, kind of see what we got there and how, how well the U.S. will do this World Cup. What do you think, Cesar? Let's do it. No Spanish in this episode. We're, no, no Spanish. We're American in this thing. No hablo espanol. No. No, sir. Yeah, but uh, the... <laughs> I became a no sabo kid. <laughs> yeah, we're no sabo kids right now. I'm going to start calling you amigo like everyone does on my work because I'm the one Mexican kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I'll start off. Let's go. I'll go top to bottom from the keepers down. Okay. Uh, who is officially going to Qatar in their 26-man roster? Keepers. I think there's a surprise here, but Matt Turner. We got Matt Turner from Arsenal. Ethan Horvath and Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson from New York City FC. Defenders. Cameron Carter-Vickers, CCV from Celtic. Serginio Des from Milan. Aaron Long, New York Red Bulls. Shaq Moore from Nashville. Tim Ream, captain from Fulham. That one's going to be interesting. He hasn't been there in a while. Anthony Robinson from Fulham. Joe Scally. DeAndre Yedlin. And Walker Zimmerman. Midfielders. Brendan Aronson from Leeds. Kellen Acosta uh, from LAFC. Tyler Adams from Leeds. Luca de la Torre from Celta de Vigo. Weston McKinney from Juventus. Yunus Musa from Valencia. And Christian Roldan from Seattle Sounders. What a freaking stacked midfield. And then you got a couple of MLS players. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you seen that meme with like the, the soldiers and then there's one clown in the middle of the soldiers? Yeah. I've been seeing that used so much about some of these MLS players. It's kind of sad. Forwards. Jesus Ferreira from FC Dallas. Jordan Morris. Seattle Sounders. Christian Pulisic. Gio Reyna from freaking Borussia Dortmund. Josh Sargent from the championship from Norwich. Timothy Weah from Lille and Haji Wright. I think this is a good team. 
That's it. That's that's the full roster. I yeah, think this I think is a good team. A I think there's a team. I think there's a couple of surprises in there that we can uh, maybe start talking about a little bit. But yeah, this is the youngest team at the World Cup average age. That's and crazy. That's interesting because they didn't take a 19 year old that we'll talk about in a bit. That would have brought the age number down. They got nine MLS players in this roster, which that's still quite a few. Which people thought. Berhalter was a huge Euro snob with a couple of MLS favorites, but nine of them is a lot. Anything you want to call out at first? Well, let's start at the goalie spot. We have Ethan Horvath, Sean Johnson, and Matt Turner. I think the big, not the biggest, but one of the the ones that got left out was St- uh, Zach Steffen. And I know a lot, a lot of people were expecting him to be there because of how he can play like more possession-based game. Yeah. But I feel like... His mistakes recent times have really hurt him to the point that now he ended up not getting called to the Qatar yeah. roster. Well, mistakes and decision. Because uh, Hercules Gomez today uh, mentioned uh, Zach Steffen. Yeah. That he thought that if Zach Steffen were still the beekeeper at City, that he would be there just because of the name. Right, yeah, being Guardiola's backup keeper, that quality to be at that team, but the decision to leave there, go to Middlesbrough, championship side, already is a little bit rough, and then he went viral a couple times for a couple of mess ups, yeah, on that team, and he's not, doesn't look like he's the best keeper in that league, exactly. So I think he, it, it's. It did more harm than it did good. And he's right? a starter at Middlesbrough. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing is that um, he was the starter for the U.S. team too, right? He was the number one fighting with Turner. And then yeah. he ends up being, I would assume, the number four, but just not there. Yeah, it's crazy. And then he gave way for Ethan Horvath. Yeah, Ethan Horvath, who is in that same championship, but apparently is doing a, a good amount better. He's at Luton Town. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's doing a lot better, I feel like. And then I feel like with Ethan Horvath, what helped him was that he was at these big games against Mexico. He was the goalie against, I think it was a League's Cup. A couple years ago, though. It's been a while. Yeah. And then it totally became Stefan and Turner. And Turner, exactly. Which is the crazy thing to me is that I don't think. I really remember a time where the number one keeper ends up not anywhere in the picture. Yeah. I would have thought Zach Steffen would be the third at least. Yeah. But did you, uh, Sean Johnson's dope. Uh, like I, I all the flowers to Sean Johnson. He's a, a great keeper in, Is he? in uh, the MLS, but like to not even take him, that's crazy. He was your number one for a while. And then he just kind of fell off a cliff. And then um, the, what is it, Turner? Matt, Matt Turner. Turner. He's been hosting a injury at Arsenal, correct? I think it was like his groin. Yeah, there's a rumor right now that he's he's not 100%. So that's also interesting because so, you just got rid of your other number one. Yeah. So now you're... Which I, I don't oh. think he has a problem at all with putting Horvath at number two. That's who I would put as number two. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that's pretty solid because he used to be a number one at a certain point, right, against yeah. Mexico. But that's just interesting that like your other number one is thrown at the picture, so now you got to pull in the number two, who or luckily maybe, was number one. 
Right. Or maybe uh, Burr Halter's like, if he is nursing the injury, he'll be ready for the first game. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll be there day one, no matter what. Yeah, but that was, for me, a big one because of who Stefan was and where he came from, from City. Yeah. And the defenders, I think the biggest one is Tim Ream. Yeah, which I'm really... He hasn't been there forever. Which I'm happy for. Because yeah, we, we were yeah, talking about we were talking a about couple, couple weeks ago. How he, to to our eyes, he deserved to be there. Captain at Fulham. He's tearing it up. Really well. He got exposed really bad last weekend against Julian Alvarez. Oh, with City? Yeah, he, he totally, like, kind of pulled him a bit wide. Got that space and and uh, got enough space between himself and uh, Tim Ream to receive the ball. Got a through ball with that speed that he's got because Tim Ream's not the fastest guy. He's also yeah. a little bit older. 35, And I then believe. smacked it top corner. Yeah, and but I feel like during that game, uh, Tim Ream was exposed and he did really well apart from the times that. Yeah, apart from the goal. Yeah. But at the same time, Tim Ream might not be the starter. Yeah, he's he might be there for the locker room piece to it. There's a lot of rumors that it might still be Walker Zimmerman with Aaron Long with Aaron Long, which I think Aaron Long would be a, a rough choice there. U.S. might be having a bad time wow. there. Wow, because because Tim Tim Ream hasn't been there, right, 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 and they they play a different style. They want that high line, which Aaron Long plays at New York. He gets exposed on it, but he does play it. But he yeah. gets exposed on it. Um, and Tim Ream hasn't been on the team for years in in that like there's no chemistry there is that there's no chemistry and I just don't see him getting plugged in day one okay I, I think if if Aaron Long gets exp- I think it would take Aaron Long getting exposed unfortunately day one of the World Cup for them to be like that's already too Tim late Ream. if he does it is too late because <laughs> if it I mean hopefully they I mean who knows maybe they'll get exposed but they win but I don't think that um, Tim Ream will get plugged in right away because Burhalter's a lot about a system, and if that uh, he's even choosing players to fit the system rather than choosing players and making the system work for the best players that he has available, right? Uh, but that's what makes me think that Tim Ream is there for the locker room and then at, in a as needed basis. I mean, it'd be dope if he's there for the locker room and the team still does well, but. You might need to have to call, you might have to call nine one one and get that full in there if if they're not doing too hot. The next one where I think was a big snub was uh, the forwards. I think the midfielder is really like it was easier to predict seeing who was there. The mid, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. The mid's pretty good. The big one that people say m- maybe shouldn't be there is Cristiano Ronaldo. Why? Because he's an MLS player. MLS player. He hasn't been having that many minutes under Burhalter lately. He didn't do too hot this last season with Seattle Sounders. They overall didn't do too hot. Him and Jordan Morris, people have been kind of hating on it. Uh, I mean, one thing for a forward slash mid, the top capped player under Burr Halter was Paul Ariola, and he's no longer there. He d- he didn't get called up for this. So, so like if, if we're talking who's there that has the experience, that's what I'm like trying to figure out why he's taking him right. Cristiano Ronaldo, I think he, I think he's got a little sweet spot for him, kind of like that. That with some of the, some of the Pio Alvarados of the world, right? Cristiano Ronaldo's a very good player. He's, I think there's like a category these players that are kind of Concacaf stars, 
they can kill it versus El Salvador. Well, he's Salvadorian, <laughs> but they can kill it versus Martinique versus all these countries, right? But like, I think that's the the big thing that a lot of these USMNT fans have is that they're like, they're like, dude, this guy's not going to be able to do it against Wales. He might not be able to do it against these teams, and who knows, he might not play. But the fans would would rather have somebody there that, if needed, can go in and freaking help out, right? Yeah. So I think the, I think it's a spot. I don't think he's going to play when you got Yunus Musa, Weston McKinney, Luca de la Torre, Teller, Adams, Brendan Aronson. Yeah, I don't think so either. You got a stacked mid. And then the forwards, um, there is no Pepe. Yeah, if we're moving to snubs, yeah. I think Pepe is the biggest snub there. I one one, inter- one interesting thing to note is Beppe was a starter at FC Dallas. He was. And then he left midseason after killing it, right, and went to uh, Augsburg. Up got a Germany. fat contract, right? Him leaving opened it up for another young cat, a little bit older than him, but a young cat named Jesus Ferreira. Wow. And then Jesus Ferreira tears it up at FC Dallas, Bro. the highest-scoring American this past season, right? Pepe goes, he has over one year of no scoring with Augsburg, moves to Groningen, is now doing very, very good, probably one of the most informed strikers that the U.S. has. But a lot of people say that his direct spot is what Jesus Ferreira is filling. If Pepe would have never even left, Dallas would have never even gotten that chance. The way of how things just work, how how they worked out. How the turns table. Yeah just insane jesus ferreira is in and he's out pepe's out yeah a lot of people were saying that you should a lot of people were screaming off on twitter and tiktok wow how is he not in there right so i mean you can make the argument that jordan morris maybe took his spot even though he's not the nine because a lot of these players can play their positions so if you don't take jordan morris who's more of a wing Mm-hmm. Um, Pulisic can be out there instead of like taking that nine spot type of a vibe, right? Timothy Weah maybe is there because they can use him as the nine, but he can also he one thousand percent is probably the best wing that the U.S. men's national team has. Yeah. And then you take a nine with Pepe because the fear is that you're going to need a tall, strong, fit, in form forward against some of these guys, like against a Wales with very physical players, mm-hmm. and I don't see it anywhere else here. I, I don't either. Haji Wright, Haji Wright might fit that, but Haji Wright got completely taken off of the team uh, after some of his qualifiers, and he hasn't been there in forever. And that's one of the biggest surprises on this list is that he took Haji Wright because people have been screaming for him and PFUK mm-hmm. because they've been scoring in bunches. But it's I think it's a different style of play that Vepi has. It's that killer nature. It's that. In the box, where is he? Took my off eye off of him for one second. Now he's putting it in the back of the net. Exactly, he's a natural striker, yeah. natural nine. Which I and think I think Haji Wright can maybe do, but I, Beppe was already doing it for you. Exactly, and Haji Wright was taken off because he didn't do it. He had some very big misses in big games. I think he missed a, a sitter against Mexico, and I, apparently, I think after that he was just like gone. Compared to Pepe, who yeah, your Haji Wright had a very big miss against some some of the top teams, uh, uh, in some big scenarios, and he just after that was just gone. But Pepe was 
giving you the results that you needed. You brought them on with a plan. You brought them on from the Mexico team saying like, hey, you're the future. You give them a plan to go to Europe. You go to Europe, which is the next part of his trajectory. He has a rough time, which is part of a player development. Exactly, yeah. He goes to a team in a development league, and he's tearing it up. Uh-huh. I don't see what else you can ask of him. And then he ends up starting to do better for you, better for his team. And then you leave him out, which is wild. It kind of reminds me of, I know we're not going to talk about Mexico, but it kind of reminds me of Santi Jimenez. Yeah, but apparently what that that's coming out and saying now is that he's had the transparency with uh, Jimenez. with Jimenez that he is the third, the fourth guy, right? And I don't think with the national team, Pepe ha- uh, Santi has had the amount of eyes on him, the amount of visibility like Pepe has had. Because Santi against Colombia was kind of one of his first shots. He has one goal, one assist with Mexico, right? He hasn't had that many chances there. But Pepe was the guy. Pepe is the guy for the U.S. And they were tr- they were bringing him on like he, like he was the guy, right? Uh, and... I would think that Pepe is probably had a very hard time hearing that news that he wasn't there, but apparently Tata is saying that Santi has been aware that he's probably not going to go. Yeah, and it's for that what you're saying. You know, it's been transparent. It's crazy. I, I yeah, I think that the, that's the biggest snub. Yeah, him and then probably Zach Zach Steffen. Yeah, but Zach Steffen, I think we all knew he wasn't going to be the starter if Matt Turner's there, right? But Pepe, yeah, Pepe everyone was like, that fool's the nine. Especially because of his form and growing again. Yeah, totally. And I was telling you before this, I think it's going to have, uh, I think it's going to have a bigger impact than just him not going. Uh, uh, yeah, a bit of a hot take, but there's no Mexican-Americans yeah. in this whole lineup. And I thought there was a wave coming of Mexican-Americans that saw themselves in Ricardo Pepe. Not so much in Paul Ariola because I don't think he gets that exposure, but I think Ricardo yeah. Pepe was the high, the high profile because guy. he was under Mexico in the U seventeens, yeah, all of those, yeah, right. So he was through that program, and then he decided, I prefer the U.S. I feel more comfortable here. I prefer the program, whatever it may be, right? But I I thought that was going to lead to a lot more Mexican American cats saying i i do see myself american i am more comfortable here this is my home so i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna represent here right but i don't know i think this might have more repercussions than that that are unseen at the moment at the moment but i think it i think it could have some ugly effects for mexican american dual nationals and it kind of goes into the sendeja situation as well he hasn't chosen where to go and a lot of pundits were speculating maybe he'll go with Burhalter as a practice squad just to get the experience or something yeah but yeah maybe he'll see this baby situation and say maybe i should go for mexico and ochoa the goalie david uh, ochoa david ochoa he already switched alliances um but yeah it, it's kind of a like second or side effects of not taking Pepe. yeah very true yeah, that's and a good point you brought up. Man. Yeah, I yeah, Sendejas is a good point. I don't know how much 
he because he's older right so i don't know how much that'll affect him and how much he feels mexican-american or mexican or american um or how he identifies i guess the interesting thing to me is going to be future generations if this is going to if this is going to sway a lot of these young players, the Cruz Medinas from the earthquakes, yep. um, that Alcala kid from LA Galaxy who's like a wonder kid. Oh, yeah. If it's is going to sway those people or their parents, parents play a big play into this. They right? They're youth kids. Pepe said it when he switched to the U.S. Yeah, it, exactly. So, like, if that's going to sway their parents to be like, yo, homie. The U.S. is maybe saying this, but it, they, their actions have said otherwise with some of the kids that look like you, some of the kids in your same situation, right? So maybe take a look at other options. And yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but it might be something to contemplate. And I don't know if that is fully in uh, Berhalter's mind right now. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens I don't think it's there. crossed his mind. I doubt it. Yeah, no. But let's get to it. Starting eleven. Let's do it. I'll start this one. You did Mexico. Okay. We're we're close to thirty minutes. I already, wondered. I, so let's I, do. I already have a feeling based off of what we talked about mm-hmm. that we're gonna have different starting eleven. Yeah. Probably in this one. Yeah. Okay. So in the back, Matt Turner, obviously. Obviously. If he's hundred percent. On the right, Serginho Dest. I don't think he's the best defender, but I think you got him there for a reason, and he's got to play. Uh, center. Uh, center back, Walker Zimmerman. I think he is the best that you have outside of Tim Ream. Uh, but it's the process that you've had. It is the guy that you have there. He's captain a lot of games. You've got to have him there. Other center back. If he can get ready with the team, I would say Tim Ream. First hot take over Aaron Long. Wow. I think uh, it is a position and... He has the experience where he can plug and play. He can be put in and just start over Aaron Long. And I don't care what you say USMNT <laughs> takes in USMNT Twitter. On the left, Jedi, Anthony Robinson, the left back at Fulham. Dude is great. I don't know what else you could want out of your left back. The center mid, they have that, that strong they work usually with that three in the mid that work their way out from the middle. Yunus uh, Musa, 1,000%, I think, needs to start. Super young, but already has experience in Europe. Tyler Adams holding it down in the six. He needs to be there. And if 1,000% healthy or anywhere near 100% healthy, I think you got to throw in Weston McKinney. Uh, set ball plays, amazing at headers. The captain, the, the 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 leadership that he brings, the excitement that I think he holds players accountable, and then in the front three, this is where it's going to get interesting because uh-huh. they do have a lot of heads that can play that front. I would put Tim Weah on the right because okay. I think you need to have Tim Weah. I think he's the only natural winger, sends crosses in rather than takes the ball and tries to creatively do something. And then on the other side, Joe Reyna. Okay. If he's healthy, which apparently he is right now. And then at the nine, I would put Pulisic as a false nine to kind of mix it up in there. Interesting. Move things around. And I had a rough time because uh, you leave out Brendan Aronson. Oh, okay. 
which I don't think he deserves that. But with that front three, I think I think he is the one that would would be out. Okay, okay. That's what do you good. think? And what do you got? Um, do you want to go? I'll go over mine real quick. Yeah, go for it. So I have obviously Matt Turner as a goalkeeper. On the left side, we have where is he? Where is he? Oh, Anthony Robinson. Yeah, Fulham. that's the same. Um, on the right side, I have uh, Serginho Dest. So far, so good. Right defender, Walker Zimmerman, and left center back. I have also Tim Ream, and I thought this one was going to be different. We're going to, uh, you maybe would have had Aaron Long or somebody else. But no, <laughs> I, I think Great Tim minds. Ream, yeah, you need that experience. We've talked about this before. Yeah. The defensive line needs an experienced defender, kind of like the center back with Mexico, uh, Moreno. Yeah. That's why I picked him because of the experience. Um, so we're good there. So back for the same. Right here is where we're going to differ. I have the midfielders, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams. Mm-hmm. And on the left side, I'm going to have Brendan Aronson. So a little bit pulled back. Yeah. To do a little bit more of the work. Yeah. Interesting. And can still get forward. Yeah. And then forwards, I have... Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, and I have Josh Sargent. At the nine. At the nine. Inter- I could see that very much happening because Sargent has been playing for uh, for Burhalter lately. Yeah. Seems to like him. And he's been scoring. He's been scoring with Nor- Norwich. So Reyna and Pulisic uh-huh. on the sides. So Timothy Way on the bench. Yes. That would be a, an amazing sub to have off the bench. Exactly, yeah. Um and I just want a natural nine for the U.S. men's national team. Interesting. And it sucks that Pepe wasn't there because I would have put Pepe there. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. That's and crazy that a player like that can go from being who we both would have. I would have put him at the nine. Yeah. To now having to f- switch up what we think would be our the potential lineups because Pepe's not there. That's crazy. And Burhalter has come out and said it's because the way that they see the, the games doesn't see that player fitting what he wants to do against the teams that they have so i don't know it's because he wants to play small ball with like way up pulsic reina yeah a lot more faster game than having basically giving up a nine right i don't know if it's something like that or if it's because he sees a different style of playing sergeant or how do you write than pepe and he prefers to have those in in the games that he sees he did say Sargent, he sees a lot of use in him against England, against Wales, because of how many players they have in championship and exactly in why I would have put, why I have him there. Great call out. And same thing with Tim Ream. He plays in the EPL. He plays against some of these players. Like he knows and he has that experience. It's just, they're just a must. And it's good that, you know, I feel like U.S., Drew Wales in England because a lot of these players like Tyler Adams, who else? Brendan Aronson, Aronson, uh, Anthony Robinson, Anthony Robinson. Yeah, they're all there. They're all there. Matt Turner too. So let's let's close out the episode with this. Does this team make it out of their group? Again, for me, it's a toss up. So let's toss it up. Yes. And what do you think? I. 
don't see them getting out of the group because of experience. Yes, they got Tim Ream, and that's why I put him in the starting line, but no, I do not see them having enough experience to get be able to get out of the group. I think Iran is going to be harder than what it seems, and I think Wales is going to be a really close matchup, but they're going to say, oh yeah, we beat Wales, all right, we're going to beat Iran, or we're going to get a draw out of England, and I just don't see them getting out of the group. So then who, so England won. Yes. And then to me, again, a toss up between the other three, but I see Wales. Wales is the two. Yeah. So then if I had to put my day one, you don't think that you think that Wales will beat the U.S. day one game one. Yes. Interesting. I think that England will go one and I think that the U.S. will go two. We'll go two. Okay. And I think that. Because I I think that they could beat Wales game one, and then it becomes a game of numbers. Mm -hmm. Pull a draw against England, do your best against uh, Iran. And I think Iran will have that problem with Wales. And then I think England will probably clean up against everyone. The group, Uh Um, But yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Okay, yeah, let's see. Shout out to the U.S. team. Wishing them the best. And all of these are... You know, trying to be. But yeah. Hope you guys enjoy these bonus episodes. Uh, let us you, know what you think. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your Sharn 11 is, how the U.S. will do. Join in the Discord. Give us your hot takes. Give us some hot takes. Let us know what other bonus episodes you guys want. And, yeah, we appreciate all of you guys. We'll Tune leave it at in. that. Thank you and peace. Peace.